You're the, you're the official light guy today, Luke. All right. How's everybody doing this morning? Awesome. It's good to be back up here in front of y'all. Youth group guys, kids, it's going to be a little bit of review, so just hang with me, all right? Don't fall asleep over there on the couches. Danny, you can smack them if they, okay, all right, good, all right. Wow, worship was awesome this morning, wasn't it? It's so great, it's so great. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm sure we all have a lot to be thankful for, right? Yeah? So we're going we're gonna to do this, you know, I'm the, I'm the youth pastor, more or less, and so uh, we're going we're gonna to do this a little youth group style, okay? So right now, everybody, put your thinkers on and think of five things that you're thankful for. When you got them, put your hand up in the air. Five things. Okay, I think everybody's got there just about, some of you just don't want to participate, that's okay. <laughs> Trey, what's one of the things you're thankful for? Health, all right. Tom, Jesus, all right. Did I, do you have your hand up, Heather? Okay, give me one. Your family. Kinsmans, one of you all had your hand up, I'm pretty sure. Holy Spirit, okay. Kendalee, your friends. Okay, somebody else that had their hand up, give me one, shout it out. Food, provision. The world, okay, yeah. We all have a lot to be thankful for, right? If I told you to think of 25 things, it might take a minute to put all your thoughts in line, but you could do it, right? Pretty easy. <clears throat> now, if I said, okay, clear, clear your mind. Now think of five things right now that really bother you, that get on your nerves? How quickly could you come up with those five things? Probably about right now, just like this, right? <laughs> I, I knew you'd have your hand up, Tom. No, yeah, it's, it's easy, right? It's easy, it's almost easier to come up with the things that bother us than the things that we're thankful for sometimes. If I told you to come up with 25 things, I'm pretty sure you probably could come up with 25 things that bug you, that drive you crazy, right? Sorry, I gotta get a drink of water. Just ignore Ella. I asked her to do this, so. She's gonna be really embarrassed, but that's okay. I'll get in trouble for that, la for that later. Our culture today, the culture that we live in, it's full of negativity. It's full of crud. When we're outside of this building, when we're outside of our circle of people that keep us grounded, there's a lot of crud going on, right? The news, social media, uh, everywhere. It's always something. And if it's not any of those, it's one of our friends or one of our relatives, our spouse, our kids. Always something, right? There's always something negative fighting at us. I don't, I don't watch the news anymore. 
I refuse. My mom and dad get mad at me because I go over for dinner and they've got the, the TV on, the six o'clock news on, and I'll just change it to something because I, I don't want to know. I don't want to listen to this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. Yeah, I want to know those things happen, but I don't want to hear six minutes of, well, we think that because of this, this happened and, and then we're going to change. I, I, don't, I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't do good for me. It doesn't make my mind healthy, and so I stay away from it. it. Exactly, exactly. You know where I get my news every day? From the radio. A minute and a half radio of the AP News on 96.1 every day. That's, that's it. If you can't wrap it up in that minute and a half and tell me what's going on in the world, doesn't matter, right? Because they, they just, it's, it's literally, they're just... Uh, this happened in, in this place, and this happened in this place, and this happened in this place. They're, they're reading it. They're not giving their opinion about it. They're just telling you the news. These things happened. And so today, I want to come and kind of share where my heart's at and where my mindset's at. And this is something for me that has been personally probably for over, over 30 years since I became a Christian this, uh, this has been something for me that I've held on to. And, I, and I, I get, as I get older, I realize even more how, how much I need to share this with people. And so um, we're going to get to the scripture that I'm going to start with here. Um, but my cup up here, the one that Ella's going to help me put water in, is it half full or half empty? Which one is it? Half full or half empty? It's okay. There's, there's not a right or wrong answer necessarily, right? Y'all can't see how much water's in here. To me, it's half full when I look at it. But what I know is there's water in it. And I'm going to take a drink of it when I need it, okay? All right, go ahead. I'll leave you to the, the scripture there. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Through 18. Rejoice always. Note that word always. It's going to play an important part today. Pray continually. Note that word, continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. Notice that all. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I almost fell over there. That was kind of funny. All right, Um, will you pray with me today? Lord, as we celebrate uh, this season of Thanksgiving, Lord, just uh, know our hearts. You know them. You know the deepest things inside of us. For you dwell inside of us, and you're entwined with us. And so, as we hear these words today, Lord, Help us to to see the things that you want each of us to pull from this today. We're so thankful for you, and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. If you just take those three phrases 
kind of sums up everything, doesn't it? Rejoice always. It means praise always. It means be joyful always. Doesn't mean just when you want to. It doesn't mean just when things are going good. It means all the time. Pray continually. Continual prayer. Doesn't mean, oh, we're going to eat, so let's pray. Doesn't mean, oh, we're going to have youth group, let's pray. Doesn't mean things are bad, let's, let's say a prayer. It says pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. Good or bad, maybe indifferent, doesn't really matter. But all circumstances, give thanks. So we're going to talk about these things today. The first thing we have to do, though, because the second part, it says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, okay? So we're all in Christ Jesus. We've accepted Jesus. He's ours. He lives inside of us. We live inside of him, okay? All right. We got to get our heart and our mind right, though. In order to live this way, we have to get our hearts and our minds right. Go ahead to the next scripture, Olivia, Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind or your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When we accept Jesus, when we're baptized, our self dies. Our old self, all the old, all the crud dies. We're raised to life with him. So if we keep our minds on the things that Jesus is doing, on the things God is doing, our mind's right. It's easy to block out all the crud. All the, all the other stuff that's going on. But you think, well, all this other stuff, I mean, it's a part of my life. It's, it's happening. I have family members that are getting sick. I have, you know, bills that need paid, and I don't have enough money coming in. I don't have a job. I, whatever it is, my, my friends are talking about me, whatever, it doesn't matter. Here's, here's the next part of getting your mind right, to be able to judge between the two. Go ahead with that uh, ne- next scripture, Olivia. John 10.10, 10. this is Tom's favorite verse. We use it all the time with the youth, but we're only gonna talk about the first half right now. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. If things happening in your life fall in any of those three categories, guess what? It's not from God. Those aren't heavenly things. Those aren't things above. Our minds shouldn't be full of those. That's why I don't watch the news at night. That's why I don't listen to all the political stuff. Yeah, it's good to, to know about those things. It's good to, to have a understanding because it does affect us in other ways but to dwell on it to the point where you're sick where you're 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 that's the 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 pulpit you want to stand behind every day 
That's not good. That's going to steal your joy. It's going to kill anything you got inside of you going on, and it'll eventually destroy you because it's going to disconnect you from everything. When we, when we set our minds on those things that are above, it's a lot easier to be rejoiceful. It's a lot easier to come in here on Sunday morning and to sing and to praise the Lord. It's a lot easier when we get in our car and we turn on uh, whatever you listen to to be thankful. And it's a lot easier to have that continual dialogue with our Father. Because that's what prayer is. It's just a dialogue. It's just a conversation. We make it into something else, but it's, that's, that's all it is, is a simple prayer. Talking with Jesus. <clears throat> the last scripture I want to share with you about um, getting your mind and your heart right this comes from Romans 12.2. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's why we listen to teaching. That's why we read our Bibles. Because we're constantly renewing our mind, because we're allowing Jesus to speak into us. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to live inside of us and to give us a fresh outlook on things. When we conform to the pattern of the world, we go to work, we watch the news, we just, yeah, this stinks. It kind of gets stagnant, right, Tom? <laughs> People ask me all the time, Nick, how do you do all the things that you do? Sunny asks me that all the time. But she understands it too, now. Because when you do the things that you love, the things that you feel Jesus are calling you to be a part of, it's easy. Tom, you, you've been there for a couple of years, going just all the time with something. Whether it's work, whether it's here, whether it's helping uh, with racing, it's in your heart that those are all good things. And anybody want to build an ark? <laughs> but no, it, it, it really, sometimes, sometimes you get tired, sometimes you get worn out. But if, you're, if we're keeping our, our mind on those things above, we're going to be all right. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about, and we hear this a lot at youth group, but Nick, but Tom, I don't, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. Or I don't know what to pray. When you walk in to your house, think about if you're a young person, you walk into your house and your mom says, hey, hey Ella, how was your day? You tell her, don't you? Yeah. 
when you walk in anywhere and somebody asks you a question, you just talk. That's what prayer is. It's a dialogue. It's a conversation. Danny, when you're out hunting, what are you doing most of the time while you're sitting there waiting, watching? Just praying, just talking to him, just letting him work things out. And you're, a lot of times you have revelation out there, don't you? Absolutely. When you live and you allow yourself to have that conversation all the time, it's amazing how God will speak to you. It's amazing the revelation that will come to you. It's amazing just sometimes the peace that will be born inside of you. Also, the Holy Spirit helps us with prayer. Just to reiterate this, Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you accept Jesus, when you're baptized, the gift of the Holy Spirit immediately comes on you. There's a whole other teaching there, a whole lot more. But the fact of the matter is, is that at that point, you and the Holy Spirit are one. The Spirit comes inside of us. It starts winding itself around every little part of us. Our minds, our hearts, our fingers, our arms, our toes, our thighs, everything. Our stomachs sometimes. I like to eat. Sometimes I feel like the Spirit says, hey, you should go eat. Sometimes I feel like the Spirit says, hey, maybe you shouldn't eat right now. And that's okay. And that's okay. But listen to this. Paul says in Romans 8, 26 through 28, it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know that we ought to, or what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Spirit inside of us intercedes. You know what intercedes means? It means he steps up in our place in front of us and takes over. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You know why God knows what the Spirit intercedes on our behalf for? Because the Spirit and God the Father are one, right? We have God the Father living inside of us. We have Jesus Christ living inside of us. The blood of Jesus lives inside of us because the Holy Spirit is there. And so when we don't know what to pray, he prays for us. Parents, when you see your child struggling, when you see a danger coming for them, what is your reaction? You step out, step in front of them, and put them behind you. Whether it's physically, whether it's uh, verbally, whatever it is. The spirit living inside of us is God the Father doing that for us. 
it makes it pretty easy to have that continual prayer knowing he's right there with you. Sometimes you'll hear his voice audibly. Sometimes you'll just hear it in here, in the deepest part of you. I used to struggle because I, I, I would listen to teachings, specifically Jerry's teachings, about 20 years ago when we first started going through a lot of stuff. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, yeah. And it's, why? Why, just, why is that your reaction? Because you know that you know that stuff inside of you. And it's like when you hear it from somewhere else, it just gets scraped off so you can, you can actually see it. And you have confidence in knowing that it's there. That you know it's deep inside of you. And if you really struggle and you, and you want to know how to pray, look at what Jesus, Jesus taught us how to pray. Matthew 6. He said, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Basically, they're full of hot air. They like to be heard. It says, truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. Why? We just talked about it, because we have the Spirit inside of us, right? It's interceding for us. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Was there one more? Or is that the end? Okay, good. He teaches us. Saying, Jesus, your will be done. Right here. Right here on earth. Just like it is in heaven, do it here on earth. Thank you for blessing us with our daily bread. Forgive us, and we're going to forgive others. And we know you're not going to lead us into temptation because we know the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I say all that because it's Thanksgiving. And the hardest part of rejoice always, pray continually, is this last one. It says to give thanks in all circumstances. I can look across our body, our family here, and I can tell you, all of us have struggled to give thanks in all circumstances. Terry, a couple months ago, it was pretty hard to give thanks. Danny, Paula, I know, I know stuff with you guys. You've had, it's, it's tough to, to give thanks. I know in my life, it's been tough to give thanks in all circumstances. I know mon just this Monday, I'm standing at work making some shirts, and it was really hard to give thanks. We all, we all have that moment or those moments where it's really hard to give thanks. Here's the thing that God says. And we know that in 
all things, not some things, not here or there, not one or two, but in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son. Again, Jesus inside of us, the Spirit inside of us, we have the likeness of, of God in us. That he might be the first, firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. That last little bit's a whole lot of church babble. Okay? I like how the message puts it for us. It simplifies it for us. So I'm going to read this, this scripture, and I'm actually going to start a verse earlier from the message. He, God, knows us far better than we even know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition, and he keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Every detail is worked into something good. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning, from creation, from before creation. We know that God knew what he was doing. We know that he knew today, 20, 2022, on November 27th, that we would be sitting here at Revelation Rock in Pettisville, Ohio. He knew that about each one of us. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of the Son. The Son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. When we look at Jesus, we know that's what our life is supposed to look like. And after God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. And after, after he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. You know how we're on a solid basis with ourselves? Because we have Jesus inside of us. That's how we know and we can have confidence. We can have confidence because Jesus is inside of us. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of us interceding on our behalf. And then, after getting them established, he stayed with them to the very end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Until the very end. Might be tomorrow, might be three weeks from now, might be another 2,000 years. But God is standing with us every single day. And everything, everything for those who love him, what does it mean to love him? It means that you believe in him, that you have faith in him, that you accept him. And then the Spirit's inside of us, and we're children of God, and everything, everything, I can't say it enough, everything, say it with me, everything, everything, he works for the good. Crap happens, folks. We all know it. We all know it. Crud happens in our life. Because the enemy is out there 
trying to steal, kill, or destroy? No, not today, Satan, exactly. The second part of John 10.10, go ahead, Olivia. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is Jesus talking. It should be in red letters. <laughs> Sorry. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. That's something to rejoice. That's something to celebrate. That's something to give thanks for in all circumstances. Because we have a savior who came and laid down his life for us. Not, not only did he lay down his life for us so we can be saved, but so that we may have life and have it to the full. That's how much God loves us, folks. Sometimes we forget because of the world out there, all negative. Looking at this cup like it's half full. You know what? I've been drinking from this cup the whole time today. There's still water in it. You know why? Because God our Father is pouring into us all the time. Good, bad, it doesn't matter. He's pouring into us. When bad things happen in our life, when crud happens, it's easy to get bitter. It's easy for our hearts to get hardened. But when we focus our eyes and we have our mind right and we're looking at the things above, we know, we know that in all good things, God's working for the good. We know there's a silver lining. Why? Because we've already won. The war's over. We're just fighting these little battles down here. But you know what? Like a horse, we can put blinders on. We don't have to see all that. Yeah, it's good to know it's out there, but we don't have to let it affect us. Because we already have victory. And when we already have victory, it's easy to celebrate always, to rejoice always. Pretty easy to pray continually and it's definitely easy to give thanks in all circumstances. We just have to get our minds straight and understand that we have everything inside of us because Jesus is there, the Holy Spirit is there, it's all mixed, and when God looks at us, all he sees is Jesus standing in front of us like this. That's it. We have to have hope, and we do have hope. And the reason we have hope is because we know that we know that we know. Down in here, up in here, all over in here, that Jesus is inside of us, that he loves us, and that he is always providing for us. He's always taking care of us. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you. I thank you for each person in this room that makes up our family here at Revelation Rock. I thank you that you love us 
that you love us and that you love us and that you love us and that you love us. I thank you that you knew from before creation that we would be here today. I thank you that you knew everything is going to work out because you love us. Because just like a parent with their child, you're going to make sure we're always taken care of, that we're always provided for. I thank you, Jesus, that when we walk out from this place today, you're there with us. You're there with us tomorrow. You're there with us the next day, and you're there with us every minute and every second of every day because you love us, Jesus. Thank you. We praise you. We pray all this in your name. Amen.